I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. But the more we know, the better off we are. Thanks for tuning in. We have a fun topic today for sure. Uh, I was recently having a conversation with someone that is responsible for marketing a home inspection company. And uh, we were talking about when real estate agents, which are a, a large referral source for home inspectors, when they refer a list of three and we kind of workshopped it and talked it through and want to share some of the some of the things I've learned over the years and then also some of the things that we chatted about. Um, so what I mean is, is real estate agents will often refer out a list of three to their clients, whether it be three lenders or three closing attorneys or three appraisers. They'll, they'll often give a list of three as opposed to giving one specific vendor. And, and this happens, happens to us often. It happens. It's a regular occurrence in the inspection business. Um, some agents may even go so far as to say, Hey, here's a list of three, but this one is my favorite or Hey, here's a list of three, but this is who I would use on my home, or this is who I would recommend to my kids or, or something along those lines. Um, so inspectors have asked me quite a bit over the years how to combat that. How do they respond to the, the client that's calling them um, when they have a list and they're going to call two other folks? And also, how do they respond to the agent that says, hey, you know, honestly, I just give a, a list of three. So conversely, I've had agents also tell me they do it to limit their liability. If I give a if I give a list of three, then that kind of protects me. There's a belief that they may be responsible if a, if they refer a specific company and things don't go well, uh, ends up in litigation or something to that effect. Oftentimes they may even say their broker insists that they give a list of three. And we'll touch on that again, for those of you that remember some of our previous episodes that, that might uh, strike a chord for you. Um, so I'm going to kind of talk this all the way through, not all the way through. I want to talk this through. I think it would take a extended period of time to talk it all the way through, but I'd like to talk this through first for anyone that's ever been involved in litigation around real estate or real estate practices. Um, you know, full well that, uh, no one is going to be spared. Um, the attorney that's suing on behalf of their client is going to cast the biggest, widest net they can throw and everyone's going to be involved. We've been named in suits before that were over uh, boundary lines that came up with disputes with neighbors. Uh, I say suits, plural, that happened one time. Um, nothing is going to preclude the agent from being involved, involved in that litigation. Nothing. Um, they're going to be involved regardless, right? I don't care if they give a list of 50 home inspectors. And if something comes up that was relative around the home inspection, then the agent most likely will be involved. So um, to me, that's just a completely false sense of security. And, uh, and then, you know, there's, there, 
there may very well be brokers out there that are insisting that they're that the agents that work in their office provide a list of three. But I'm curious if, the, if there's a different reason and maybe it might be an interpretation issue. Um, I'd be curious to know if there's another reason for that list of three. So from my perspective, this is actually what happens with liability. So I'm thinking of it from the from the business owner side or from the, the home inspector side even. Here's kind of what I mean. When you have you being the real estate agent, let's say the real estate agent has an intimate relationship with, with one company. You get to know them pretty well. You know how they operate, you know their standards, you know their practices. Um, now you add two to the mix and you've elevated that complexity. For example, when you know one, you know them very well. You know the language they might have in their reports. You know what inspectors they might have on their team that specializes in, let's say, older homes or multifamily homes or even homes on a, on a crawl space. Um, you may know there's someone on their team that, that enjoys steep pitched roofs. So you have one point of contact that you're managing. Um, then when you add more, you've, you've added to the level of complexity. So now you have three companies that you really kind of kind of need to be aware of or you kind of need to to keep a check on, so to speak, or to manage to understand what they're doing in their business practices. Organizations, businesses are eating, sleeping, breathing things. They're ever changing. So if you have a really good relationship with one company, as that company changes or as that company grows where the, will their policies change where the, will their standards change the answer is uh is yeah absolutely they're definitely going to change now if you have a relationship with that company does it stand a reason that you might know about the change probably so because you're keeping that relationship you're keeping a close tie with that company the agent is keeping a close tie with that company. So they're probably going to understand when policies change. Now, if we've got three that we're recommending and kind of leaving it to, to blind luck, hoping that the client picks the best one out of those three, because there's always a best. We all know there is always a best. So we're leaving it to blind luck that the client's going to choose the best one. We might not be, the agent might not be privy to those changes that may have occurred in uh, one, two, or even three of those companies because there's too much to manage. The, the, um, the landscape gets wider and wider. The reach gets wider and wider. Um, so as busy as agents are, I would suspect it'd be quite tough to keep up with three companies that now have a reverse role with the agent. Um, no longer are the companies really preferred by the agent, but they're just kind of one of three recommended. And there is a difference. Believe me, there is a big one. When you as the service provider or as the, as the vendor, when you go from having a, an alliance or being um, a preferred service provider for, for an agent, for example, and then you go from there down to a pool of three or a list of three, when you know that you have other folks that are on a level playing field with you, there is a difference. How you behave is, uh, is potentially going to be different um, because you have to go search out those alliances, right? You want alliances, you want to be on the same page. Um, and then when you become uh, 
common or average, there is a potential that you start to treat that relationship as common or average and not as important as you had before. Um, the only thing that the agent does when they work off of a list of three is, well, several things, but there is the potential to distance themselves with the relationship with that vendor. When they go from having that alliance or that partnership, now they, they've gone to a list of three. There is the potential to distance themselves, to distance that relationship with that vendor. Um, now I know I have some listeners out there just kind of stumbled on us that are, that are in the process of, uh, of buying a home and they stumbled here because they're looking up home inspection stuff. They're kind of going through the early phases of that. And this may very well sound very well sound like, uh, the Fox watching the hen house. That is certainly not the case. I can assure you of that. There's no longevity in a business business relationship that's based around dishonesty. Um, and what I'm getting at for those that don't haven't picked up on it is uh, the assumption that maybe the home inspector is working to help the agent get a property closed or to help the the inspection go smoothly. Our company, we always want the inspection to go smoothly, always, every time. Um, even when we know that that's a bad home for that purchaser, we still want the process to go smoothly. As a matter of fact, our commitment, uh, is we know that when we get a referral from an agent that we, that they're out on the loan, we've, all we're doing is taking good care of that client for that agent. We want to give them back to that agent in better condition than we found them. That means better educated, better prepared and more excited about the purchasing process, maybe not necessarily about that house. And when we do have a house that, that falls apart at the inspection or where the deal falls apart at the inspection, that is part of the process, but it's about education. It's about maybe what to look for when we're looking for, for our next homes. And then also it's about understanding that process. Um, so it also lets control get away from the agent a little bit. Control gets away from them. with a list of three. It sends the client back out into the marketplace. This is one of the things that I really worry about. I worry about it even in our business because we're supposed to be the experts in our home inspection business. And when we don't have at least it, not definitive, but at least good answers about something, then th that sort of breaks down the confidence level that a client might have in us. And we send them back out into the marketplace, getting who knows what information. Um, when they're on, on Google, looking on YouTube, we don't know that's good information. It's like that, uh, for those of you that remember commercials, um, it's like an old AT&T commercial where the, this girl's going on a date with this guy and uh, she said, oh yeah, you know, he's a, he's a French model. Um, and he shows up, she's out with her, with her friends and the date comes to pick her up and he's clearly not a French model, but it's on the internet. It must be true. Right. Um, and one of the guys says, so you're a French model. And he just looks at him and says, bonjour, um, a really funny commercial. Some of you may remember that, but that's, that's my fear is we're sending clients back out into the, into the, uh, internet world to get answers that we're supposed to be providing them. And that's one thing that might happen when we do this list of three, we're sending them back out on their own with a list of three, it sends a client back out in the marketplace. They might be confused. They might start looking for other inspectors. Well, if, you know, if my agent doesn't have a favorite, why don't they? 
maybe I need to go pick my favorite. Maybe, maybe this list of three, they're all the same. There's gotta be one better. There always has to be a best, right? I already said that. Um, and there also is a potential they lose an alliance with a, with an inspector. Um, as, as an inspector, if I am, if I have an alliance with an agent and I am the, the preferred inspector for that agent, then all of a sudden I'm on a list of three. Well, I feel like my value is diminished. <clears throat> I feel like maybe there's something that I did or didn't do for the agent or for the agent's client that removed me from that list. Um, so then if I feel like my value has been diminished, then I might not be living up to my true value, right? Um, how I might react to things. Like I know in our organization, our company, we have agents that we work with regularly. And I know from time to time that their clients might select another inspector and that's all well and good. We have regular scenarios where issues come up on inspection reports or issues come up during the inspection process. We didn't do the inspection and the agents calling us to get a second opinion or to read through the report with them. I'm, I'm so glad to do that. I'm happy to do that. Anybody in our organization is, but that's that relationship. That's that alliance that we have. Um, so back to the whole piece about agents might be hearing that they're required to do this by their broker. An interesting episode that we had early on was the whole subcontractor versus employee thing. Now, if we have a subcontractor or subcontractor status and they're being told how to do their job, what subs to use, what vendors to use, then that might fall under the kind of a bit of a gray area, actually. Um, but when a sub's being told how to do their job, then we run the risk of them being identified as, as employee. I think agents had this one pretty well under wraps, well taken care of, but just a side note, something to consider. Um, so some of the pros, some of the, some of the reasons that I can understand that agents might give out that list of three, um, during really busy real estate times and really short due diligence periods, home inspection companies might just be too busy. So we might have a really short due diligence period, let's say two days or three days, and they're calling inspection companies and everybody's busy. Then they've been, they've said, Hey, I, this is the one company that I would use. And if they're too busy, then what do they do? Um, also one of the pros is they're kind of spreading the love around, right? They're, uh, they're keeping everybody a little bit happy. Um, so they get to kind of, kind of spread their name around. And then also just, just the fact they're giving their client options might be a positive thing. Um, and then you have that list of three available, you know, how those three inspection companies work or whichever vendor we may be discussing in any case. And that might come in handy in the very unlikely event. You have a client that just kind of might not have a hundred percent trust. Some, sometimes people are just naturally skeptical. So it might come in handy when you have a client that might have that uh, little bit of mistrust. And then you've got a list of three that you can give to them. So uh, that is kind of my two cents, maybe even less on the whole giving a list of three and the potential pitfalls. It seems like we're doing a good thing as the, as the know all be all of real estate. It's kind of what I look at real realtors as being, it seems like we're being a, a doing a good thing, but we may fall into areas where, um, 
we have potential for it to not necessarily backfire. There are there are pitfalls there. There are things, there are voids that we need to be careful of. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I, I hope this has been helpful for sure. That's the whole point of this, um, that if I can share some of my experience from the past, uh, help somebody grow, help somebody grow their business, that's the idea. Um, if you like what you heard here, of course, click that subscribe button down there and we'll see you next time.